I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, this is Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane. This is the safe space where we gather men together. We drill down into their heads and we try to find out what makes men how their brains work. It came out of an era uh, where people were saying, why don't men talk to each other? Why don't men ever say what they're feeling and exchange their feeling? So we were going to sit in that area. But as soon as I went into that area, I realised it was dominated by a much-needed, sort of emotionally literate group of men wearing cardigans, dipping biscuits in their tea, ready to share. And it excluded a hardcore rump of normally working class men who aren't ready to share without the lube of banter and humour. That doesn't mean we're just here for frippery. The types of things we've spoken about. We've gone there with suicide. One of our female guests has talked about miscarriage. We do go to the heavier subjects. We're not scared to be weighty, but we're always leveraging it with a slight glaze of humour. If you know anything about men, or if you want to know anything about men, just head to their WhatsApp group and see how the difference between how men and women interact. Women, even if they're bantering, oh, look at this, this is funny, here's David Beckham with his kit off. Becky's like, I'm feeling lonely, Dave's left me. Boom, side group, take care of the girls. Prosecco ambulance, Becky's house, is Becky okay, side chats, we better save Becky. Whereas the blokes group is, you know, banter, banter, here's some Paul, my wife's left me, never mind, here's a goat being wanked off in China with no acknowledgement. So we need to use humour as a little doorway in. And that is today's subject. We're going to tackle it on the nose. Humour. We're going to look at how men use humour, how women use humour. Is there a gender difference? I think there probably is. Probably. Feel free to cancel me. I could do with the ticket sales. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. Sold out. Uh, and I'm joined by an amazing comedian. I can't actually believe I've lured him into my man baggage lair, ready to milk my man baggage sack of all its viscous insight. It's Chris DiStefano. Hello. He's smashing it like someone with a hammer and concrete on MDMA. That's yes. how hard you're smashing it, bro. Selling out all over the country. You're only here visiting. We haven't got you for long. We can, of course, get more of you in your podcast, Chrissy Chaos. We can see you in your Netflix special. Yes. But how are you finding us tea-stained losers? First of all, you just talked for five minutes. I don't know what you said. <laughs> uh, you, you said the word frippery, and I've never heard that in my life. And I know I'm a dumb American, uh, but literally frippery is a word that I will now use yeah. for the rest of my life. My boy James here. James, make frippery merch, please. We're going to put frippery on merch. And it's actually a type of anal rimming in California, I've just been told in my earpiece. Oh, good. So I should know about <laughs> it then. Don't use it in San Francisco. Or you will be entered with a tongue. But, dude, oh. I love it. Um, punchline. I, 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 Russell, you don't know this, but in 2012 was the first time I came to London. You know, 
doing just pretty much open mics, trying to run around, didn't know anything. I was like, let me just come to the city and do it. And then I put on the, the TV and I saw you hosting live at the Apollo, which I had no idea what that meant. You know, for me in New York, the Apollo Theater is like a theater up in Harlem where like, you know, you get booed off. If, you know, if, if you suck, you get booed off. Mm. It's not like prim and proper. It's like a different thing. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Who is this guy? He's at the Apollo. And I didn't understand that the Apollo is a big thing in London. I remember you just like killing it and crushing it. And I remember the, the comics. I was like, do you know who this guy Russell Kane is? And they were like, yeah, of course. Do you not know who he is? is? And I was like, no. And I felt like a fucking idiot. And then it was my goal in life. I swear to Christ. I was telling right. James, my goal in life for the past 10 years, because I have a crazy head. So my head was like, I'm going to get, I got to keep getting up. I'm going to meet Russell. That's, I'm going to meet what Russell one day. I swear to God, I was like, I'm going to keep going up, 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 and I'm, I'm going to meet it. And I swear, there have been times, I swear, to, I swear to Christ on my kids, which I would never lie. I've been sitting in like Cincinnati, Ohio, that's just what, being like, God, that's what Jerry I'm going to fucking sell. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to meet Kane one day. And, it's, and, it, and it was just simply. I can't simply, tell if this is an I character. swear to God, because I was is this sitting your character? in my I swear to Christ. Stefano I, Christopher. I was sitting in my hotel. I was sitting in my hotel of fucking Holiday Inn Express bullshit, wherever I was. I literally was watching TV. And then my mind was just like, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's what I'm, because I've always had this dream. I don't know why to just be like, I just want to sell out. I just want to sell tickets in the UK. And I think really? back then I was like, I, Russell Kane's going to, he's going to help me. Fucking hell. If but now I, I don't need you. If only I was American, I could enjoy the praise. Instead, I feel really awkward and wish it had never happened. Because no, I, I mean, know. The whole country has low self-esteem issues. No, so do I. No, listen, no, listen, so do I. I mean, I mean you know, I, I believe I'm a piece of garbage. Always will. But oh, it's just, it was a thing You could that... probably get an English passport pretty quickly then. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I, one I, of the first things on the nationality check is, do you think you're a piece yeah. of shit? And right. then that, that's the, the primary thing you yeah. need to enter the country. Yeah, so I always, I always, I, I always secretly... That's amazing. Oh, thank you. So I should probably introduce as well for yeah. people uh, listening. It will be, I would love it personally if we lived in a world where two men could just sit there talking about men's brains getting to the bottom of what men's things but the reality is we would drift into sexist generalizations well you know what men are like and women are like and we just can't do that not in 2022 when we're recording this that we need a strong female presence right. a, a lady auditor to call bullshit on any generalizations yes. we might drift into and that today is lindsey kane someone who i'm you know banging in that uh, we're actually married, but you know, it's still obvious that still happens. Let's not analyze awesome. it, but you know, Lindsay is the guest. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Hello. And there's actually Lindsay who's been bugging me to get you on. Yeah. Like Chris Look is in at, the country. Yeah. Look at that. It's like a daisy chain like, of love. I, was, I said to Raymond, I was like, he's coming to UK to see if we can get him. Thank you, Lindsay. You made my dreams come true. I'm, I'm so glad that <laughs> Look at that. Lindsay Kane. And biological female? Biolog we're all biological <laughs> males and females. I just but, want to be, want to be yeah, careful. Bi biological female. England's yeah. woke. I mean, London's a woke, woke city. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I mean, because New York is, you know, wild. But London is like, it's, it's. I mean, I was yesterday in a Trafalgar Square and yeah. uh, protesters were gluing, glued themselves to the street. That's and, happened today again. And stopped traffic. Yeah. And the one guy had a sign. It said LGBTQ and climate change. And I didn't, I was like, what do you, do you think the climate made you gay? What, what, I had no yeah. idea like what was happening and glued themselves to the street. And I yeah. was like, honestly, I, I was like, 
for real. I was like, this is why your police should have guns. Because in New York, you're not, you glue yourself to the street, watch what happens. If you block traffic for five it's minutes. It's easier for the policeman to hit you if you're. Dude, a taxi cab driver would come out and hit you with a fucking baseball bat because, you know, this guy makes $10 a year. Home run. And if he doesn't get his person <laughs> yeah. to the airport, he can't feed his family. He's going to have to honor kill himself. So you want to glue yourself to the floor to protest climate change, or you're just going to get a bat to the head. But here, the police were talking to them, offering them water. I was like, you should pour hot water on yeah. them that to still, melt the glue off. That would still be called hate water from the people. <laughs> take, take your hate water away from my face. Yeah. Anyway, enough about lesbian fracking. Um, we're here to talk about yeah. humor, yeah. of which we're both master practitioners. Um, so, I mean, this feels totally ridiculous, but I always like to start with a definition. So the humour is the quality of being a musical comic, especially as expressed in, in literature or speech. But we know it goes much further than that. I'm going to ask you a difficult question do that it. could easily get us cancelled in woke London. But do you think men enjoy being humorous more than women? Do you think we enjoy messing around and joking? We're talking about 18 and above here. Adult men seem to enjoy fucking about more. Women. I think that men, personally, I think we like comedy more because I think we're probably a bit more insecure than women are. With Our egos are way bigger. So I think laughter is like a way, kind of like disarms, you know, the other guy I'm talking to. It, it disarms myself. Like it kind of like limits our ego a little bit where I think women are more, women are, you know, can be very funny, but I think women are just always looking, women are always in protection mode. Women are always like, I, I, I don't have time for fun and games. If you get near my children, I'll kill you. If you try to touch my breasts, I'll kill you. Yeah. It's, they're very much like I'm guarding the children yeah. at all times. Where men were always like, you know, just yeah. with like clubs, being like, I'll get you meat. Oh, you know? well, hold on a second. I've got a pun on pedophile. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pun on what you're doing first. Hold on. Yeah. So I think, I think humor, I, I think it's just a, 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 like a, a gen, genetic, visceral, like DNA thing. Like we're just different that way because our roles are different in the universe. Do you agree with that, Lindsay? Yeah, no. I, I think I think women probably care more how they're perceived. Like I've got a friend who's really funny. She's so funny, but she won't do it because of sort of like family dynamics and background. And she's worried like, oh, if I say the truth about certain things, like she finds it really funny, but she doesn't want to upset right. her like so that, family. That's quite profound. So, so we're saying that men need more reassurance and bigger egos need to do humour more, but. When you step up to the plate to do humour, women care more about. What I think so, think. and right. then like those two things almost make a pattern. Whereas like opposites. my mum will be like, "Oh, right. listen to last week's podcast; it was really good." And I'm like, "Don't stop listening because I say stuff that I don't want you to hear." Whereas he couldn't give a shit what his mum like. Yeah. He doesn't care what anyone like. He just wants people to laugh. Yeah, like I, I guess that is true. Like anytime my mom listens, she's like, "Christopher, why do you say those words?" Oof. And I'm just like, I, I don't know where I don't, but I don't. I would never like not my what mom. Was the word Republican. Right, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you could tell by my haircut what I am. Um, I would, yeah, I was not approving of the protesters. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, a passport. We know you're a Democrat. I mean, it's literally illegal to own a passport if you're a Republican. Is that I true? Know. Yeah, they try to take it. Well, not where I live. I live on in Staten Island, New York. So it's like there. It's like a little freedom village that we have it's a big bridge to get over and like you know you can uh it's an interesting place you guys should come to staten island okay. yeah i think you'd like it yeah i can't yeah, wait they, to be processed they wouldn't know what the hell to do with you they were like what is this who is this gay english guy <laughs> and then i'd be gone. running around with his long sleeves <laughs> hey, he's, he's dancing away what's happening brad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shoot him um what about the different types of, of humor because mm -hmm. li li obviously i've done i do humor for a living 
yes, I come from a, a council estate, you would say a welfare estate, but I've read my way out. So I got out yeah. via literature. So unbelievably, I have a good degree in English, even though right. I sound like I should be on spring break <laughs> lighting a Sambuca on my bum hole when my mate drinks it out. But I've got a, a good day. I've got a degree in And yet, if she hears me crying with laugh, I mean, crying like when you were 14, before she even comes in, she knows I'm watching a video with someone farting or sleeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. 100%. Yeah. So what do you think it's like there's different types of humour that men laugh at compared to women? I'm not saying women don't laugh at fart. We've laughed at fart humour together many a time. I saw laugh at you laughing at it. I almost think that <laughs> fart jokes are so funny and like not you can't there's nothing better it's almost like god designed it that way like that's why he designed an asshole tight and small and gas to come out because he's like there's nothing funnier than that sound because he could have designed it any way he wanted to not make it sound but he, so the way it shoots out like that is like, like it's literally designed to hit chemicals in our brains yeah. to be like what's funnier than that that's why like george carlin is my favorite comic from america because he would do like a joke about like you know how like hiv and aids is like taking over the planet and policy and this and that and then a fart joke immediate fart joke yeah. and you know, i'm like oh that's like that's brilliant but fart jokes aren't yeah i think um i don't know that i've ever laughed harder than uh someone farting i'm trying to think now it's just <laughs> farting yeah or sort of like a pet falling over or a dog running into a wall. Not even like that. Basic shit. Unless like one of my farts knocked it over, I wouldn't, it wouldn't the, be the as funny. What about when a cat uses a litter tray, but the bum doesn't fully cut off the poo and then it, spend, it runs away from its own poo, even though it's hanging out of its ass. I, I thought I was gonna have an asthma attack and I don't have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's running away from its own attack, shit. But like, I don't think that farting, I don't even think it should be looked at as immature. It's like, I mean, whatever makes you laugh, makes you laugh. I think we as comics have made fart jokes not cool. I mean, that, that, there is that saying, isn't there? That, that something or other is the lowest form of wit. But where, where did this class system of humor emerge from? There's I was gonna say probably a woman, well, I'm like, Ugh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna listen to farts. I, I just laugh at you laughing at them. What sort of humor do you find amusing then? Are you, like you, you actually really make me laugh. You do. You like, like. You, you, it, I'll have like an image in my head, and I won't be able to sort of say it. So it's so funny. Observational, but you, you mean? Yeah, but then you'll say it and you'll describe exactly what I'm thinking in my head. But you just make it funny. What about the cultural differences in America versus the UK? Because one, well, as soon as I started performing in the UK, it shocked me how few Americans are on the circuit here. Loads of Canadians. Loads of Australians, yeah. loads of Kiwis. We have Indian, we have South African comics, we have Irish comics. It can't be how far away the country is and the, and the size of the population, because there's so many Aussies here, which is 24 hours away. And I think about right. 15 million people live in Australia. Right. There's obviously the Venn diagram of the overlap between American and British humor is smaller than other cultures, but it's confusing because we both speak English. Well, yes, yeah. so, but it's different kinds of English. Like you, like even when I was watching you, I was like on TV, I was like, I was laughing at your mannerisms. I was like, this guy is just high energy. I love him, but the words, I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I understand it's <laughs> killing because I hear the crowd laughing and I'm actually laughing, but I don't know what he just said at all. I just felt like I got shot out of a cannon when I watched it. I was like, Woo! I was like that was fun. That's but going the, on the poster. But the words are different. But I think what's happened now, like specifically in comedy is, you know, I've come here multiple times, never could sell any tickets because I was always going like whatever the standard television, trying to be on TV in America and, and, and all those things. And then it's kind of like changed now. Like now it's like niche, right? So podcasting, internet, all that stuff is niche. I'm speaking to specific groups of people. So the rest maybe don't know who I am, but the small group that does, 
they will come and buy. And then and now all my shows sell out because it's not that um, like being generally famous or trying to get the general population doesn't work anymore in comedy. It's the niche people. So last night, my shows in London, you know, we're all sold out with people that know what I'm saying. I'm talking about the things that I talk about in the podcast. And yes, they live in the UK, but they've been listening to me. They know my language and I know theirs. So tonight I'll see, you know, if I pop into top secret where people don't know who I am, does the material work or not? But like, Mm. because I feel like you probably came up in when it was, you could be very successful as you are being generally famous, like getting on television, doing that. That didn't really, my Mm. class of comics, there's no, the people who, they still is a, is a pipe dream where they're like, oh, I'm going to get on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to get on TV and and they sell no tickets. They, they wind up like becoming waiters where the ones who are podcasting internet, not as cool, not as sexy. You know, it's thousands of tickets. It's every, yeah, our well, lives have ch- completely to, to, changed. To be fair, that's what I'm having to do now to sustain right. the business model. I don't. I'm, I, I mean, I get the TV gigs, but I don't chase them. I'm more working on my social media. But you did it. The, but you did it the right way because I think still, like I never really got the big TV opportunities. I'm getting the opportunities on the internet. But it w- it is good to do it. Like you have that established base on TV, and now you're getting the fans this way through the new yeah. medium. I think it's best to have a balance of both, but I think you will see much more American comedians coming here now just because of of podcasting. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, Linz, my, my theory is the, the main difference is on, on confidence. So if you step off an aeroplane in, in America and start cracking jokes using words that Americans understand, it's, they find it funny if you're slating where you're from and, and slating yourself. Whereas what I've noticed with with American people, there's a confidence, whether it's real or, or not. 
So for example, I could quite easily get off a plane in Boston and go, I, I love this city and I'd probably get a cheer. They'd love it. Try that and just fucking try it in London and see what happens. If I said I love London. Yeah, I go, of course you fucking do, mate. Now give us a joke so someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah, like that. <laughs> but if you came on and went, London, my God, there's some real fucking shit bits. You'd be like, tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, America would be, I'd day for one goddamn green of sand. My town might look like much birdie. But I'd day for one goddamn. Yeah. Whereas I reckon King Charles is actually walking around Buckingham Palace going, what a shithole. Get back in the cellar, Andrew, you nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, I feel like Americans, we would, like you said earlier in the podcast, you said that people think your accent is like stupid and you sound like the <laughs> smartest person I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Just because you have a, a, an, an English yeah, accent. Yeah, we love that. Because we got off the aeroplane and we were like, oh, babe, can I have a beer? Oh my God, are you royal? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'll finger you by the dumpster if you like. Oh my God, are you related to King Charles? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that, I mean, we all would we would love it we, because it's just it's you're like a, a novelty thing. there's just too many people in america it's too fucking yeah. big but, but yeah. so lindsay that's my question so just when it comes to to women is it the confidence that's in humor that's attractive because it is there's a is a bit of a question what do you mean like, like a, a, what a woman finds attractive in a man but what is it that's good about humor i mean what is it so weird it's like, one of those things like painting it's like if it disappeared tomorrow what no, would it because so growing up, my mum always used to say, find somebody who makes you laugh. How weird that I've ended up marrying of a course. comedian. Yeah. But she honestly, she used to say that just life will get tough. But if you find someone that can make you laugh, it makes life a lot easier. And, you know, we do, don't we? We always laugh our way well, out of I things. think it probably makes you feel safe, right? When a guy can make you laugh or, yeah. or like, you know, you feel like, okay, like he's a nice guy or my endorphins are going with him. And I, it's probably like some type of neurochemical thing where like when a woman laughs or when we laugh it's like it's just i think it's all disarmament i think it's all kind of knocking down our neanderthal brain and being like okay we can relax here things are safe we're in a little safe space it's probably that but do you think though that back in as we emerged as lungfish from the primordial sludge nice. on, our, on our route to becoming homo sapiens at some point humor must have been selected as a trait for mating otherwise it wouldn't exist funny oh yeah 100 percent. so at some point, the woman must have gone, I love your club, Gary. I love your six pack. And there'd be like Louis Benkelstein in the corner with his, with his glasses being funnier and he's still getting the girl. Right. Uh, that must have happened back in the cave days. And sure. the only purpose I can think of it served was not just endorphins and made a woman feel nice. It must, or, and, or a man, it must have had a survival benefit. I.e., if people are coming out, you know, on a night out, if me and you're in a bar, and we've got the table and it's all popping and the bottles and we're bringing the yell to the table, which actually obviously happens instantly as soon as I entered the club. But if that's happening and some guys go like, I oh, look at these two flash fuckers, let's go and cause some trouble. We've probably got a quite a high chance of not being punched in the face yes. by using humor yeah. Yeah. to something. So one must assume that back in the day, our infants were more likely to survive a marauding neighboring tribe. Because, well, just before you hammer in my yeah. newborn's head, yeah. have you heard the one about? Yeah, yeah, that's no, true, yeah. And uh, maybe that's what led to it. I mean, it must have had a serious survival benefit. I never yeah. thought about the survival benefit of humor, but you're right. I mean, it has to be something deep in life. It's all chemicals. I think it has to be something in the chemicals. So can I ask, when you have, if you have an argument with your missus, do you use humor to get out of, like, get out of a, a bad box? I'm trying to use humor during the argument. I'm just yeah. always trying to 
She will always say though, she's like, it's not, it's not funny. What you're doing, it's not funny. This is no time for joking. And then I'll just continue to <laughs> joke a helicopter. In, until she you're fucking gonna, laughs. You're gonna tell me yeah. that's not funny? Hmm? But, yeah, you know, <laughs> my keep... balls are hitting my belly button. <laughs> yeah. uh, not funny, apparently. I'll just keep going until she <laughs>, laughs at something, you know? And then, so then we come to how men talk to each other. Yeah. And so obviously we've got football on both sides of the Atlantic as uh, two men sit, who sit down who don't know each other. The first stop is football. If you don't like football, the next stop is humor. Right. It's like we have a proxy side language, whereas I know this sounds so sexist and it, I, don't, I don't mean all women, but a lot of women, you could quite happily sit down with them, what's your name, have you got kids, really? And that's the day I've had, and they're, they're um, having conversations of substance quite quickly. Right. It's almost like we have to have like a, a palate cleanser, you know, like a melon sorbet yeah. of humor before we can get into the main course of whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, I feel like sports is, is sports and humor, they're like the great equalizers, like the neighborhood I grew up in, pretty relatively rough neighborhood. And if, you know, you had to play, if you played basketball, you could just be okay. And I was, that's why I was learned to play ball to, you know, talk to my friends. And, and then when I was on the basketball team and I was on a very good team, I used humor for the best players to you know pay attention to me i remember being a little kid and asking my mom i was like mom like what do you think like my best talent is and i wanted her to say basketball so bad i wanted to be like your jump shot but she was like your sense of humor that's what it is and i was like no it's not and then, and then and then i was like you know but now i realize like being funny is subjective like some people think we're funny some people don't i get it but just having that sense of humor i feel blessed to have that and i think my kids have that because like the people that don't have that it's like what a what a dull yeah. shit life if you yeah, can't laugh so at stuff do you think men that don't have that are more vulnerable i'm assuming the stats are, are similar the other side of the atlantic but men kill themselves seven times more often than women here so the male suicide rate in the united kingdom is seven times that of female and i think one of the risk factors is men who can't use humor or sport to right. get through that surface i think they're more at risk don't yeah. you yeah I think sometimes like someone might not necessarily come to you, Russell, because they think that you can't be serious in a serious situation, even though you can. Yeah. But I think maybe, I don't know, maybe they think, oh, I'll go to Wayne because he's So it could be threat. More, more It could serious. be off-putting. So there's like an optimal level of using humour right. with, with intimate acquaintances. Yeah. By the way, this has been studied, in case you think we're just saying men have more humour than women. And this has been studied countless times and no one ever likes the results. I'm not making up the results. And what's even better, it was the Aberystwyth University in Wales and the University of North Carolina together, Wakanda United, <laughs> they analysed 28 studies which looked at how funny around 5,000 people were. They wanted to see whether the stereotype that men are funnier than women was true. And researchers found that 63% of men were funnier than the average woman. I mean, but it's, it's a hard preview. stat though, because being funny is so subjective. Yeah, yeah, like 63% yeah, yeah. of those men, you know, but it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I think that my whole outlook on humanity is like it's person to person. You can't generalize any group. So it's like, I have friends in my friend group that I think they're even funnier than me. They just don't do comedy, but you know, I'm more vulnerable than them and, and they can talk to me because they know like, you know, especially having like little daughters, I'm like, I can like, you know, you can talk to me, you can get emotional with me, it's all good. Listen, the study is the study, but I just feel like it's so, it's too subjective comedy. Well, let's put it in, a, there's what, there, we know what men like, yeah? They like crisps or chips, as you would say. Mm -hmm. They like sport, masturbating, farting, and shagging. That's the end of the list. I, there's nothing and, bit, and Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. Yeah. Bit, Bitcoin and shaving their balls at the new entry in 2020. Yes. So given how much men seem to, straight men seem to enjoy shagging, and gay men quite fond of it as well, 
from what I've heard. Do you think that's why men might be more drawn to humour? Because they know funniness is extremely attractive to women. Let's unpack that. How attractive is an extremely funny woman to a man? I mean, we're going to have to go to some uncomfortable areas here, listeners. So feel free to switch off if you're some butthurt pussy hole that can't take chat. I think a funny woman, it's very, very, very intimidating because you're like, holy, I mean, you know, she's beautiful, she's funny, she's got a good job. It makes you feel like, well, why do you need me then? Sometimes women are so powerful where, where you're like, yeah, I, it'd just be easier to be gay because you're like, this woman is just- That can happen. Can class- you bring some vodka, please? <laughs> yes, there it is. Um, poppers. Um, I, mean, I have them at the hotel in Soho. Um, but you know, it depends, right? For me personally, I like that my girlfriend actually doesn't like comedy at all. She doesn't like my comedy. She doesn't, she's like, what? that's your job. I don't give a shit. It's like, whatever. I raise the kids. I'm, we do other things together. She's like, go have your fun. Wait a minute. She doesn't like your comedy or comedy. Listen, Without she Without meaning to be mean, what was the initial attraction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, know. I know. She's like, I like guys with big heads. <laughs> Just Neanderthal heads that look greasy. So I'm like, oh. All right. Um, that's it so, then. Yeah, we met. We didn't, it's not like I met her at a comedy show. I met her at like, a regular bar, old, fa- old fashioned way. Well, what happened was, is we, you know, we met. And you were like, a hair gel, gel yeah. store. Yeah. I was buying like a, a crate of gel from yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I was buying marinara sauce. And <laughs> <laughs> I was making pizzas in her ass. And, and, oh hey, what's, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but we, we, our story is we hung out, had like a great night, you know, drinking, whatever. Yeah. And we had sex on the first date and that was our first daughter. So I like, oh, really? I knew her for nine months and we had a, a, a baby like immediately. So a lot of things to like, so yeah. there's a lot Monday of, you weren't laughing much in that first time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh boy. You spent my white as a shit shitting yourself. Yeah, I was like, here's my Puerto Rican child. Can, get, can <laughs> David Letterman just return my call at least, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, um, um, you know, yeah, that was, I know the pressure was on. I was like, yikes. I was wow. like, I really need Russell Kane now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to make money. Um, but but uh, it's interesting because I actually like it better personally that she doesn't, you know, really care for my comedy. And, and she actually, the people she thinks funny are complete opposite no of, of what I would talk about. And, you know. Is it like your best friend, Brad? <laughs> no, she, she loves like a, like Hannah Gatsby and like oh, people she's like. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Is she big in the States now? Hannah. She's big in the States now. Yeah, which she, Hannah Gatsby's fine. I, uh, I have nothing, you know, I don't know her comedy. I know that yeah. her comedy is opposite of mine. But I like that Jasmine likes that stuff because it's like, for me, I think times when I've, you know, because there was a, a period of time where, where we, we broke up and we were just co-parenting and we were both dating again. And women that were like, you know, liked my comedy. It was like everything I said. They were like, is that a bit? Is that a joke? It gets, oh, yeah, it gets yeah, very yeah, exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where Jasmine, well, you can use that. Here's a joke. You can use that if you want. It's like, no. No, no, no. I'll never use it. Where yeah. Jasmine like is very mid, much. Mid-shag. Are you doing a bit now? Yeah, please, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to spaff off. Can you stop yeah. talking? So does Jasmine find you funny in general? Like, does she laugh at you in general? I think, yes. There's been many times where she's laughed at me and I think, you know, part <laughs> of it, uh, yeah, like the, the attraction or whatever, I think, yeah, we, we, she probably wouldn't have sex with me if she didn't think I was somewhat funny or at least I mean I guess we were both pretty drunk the first time but um she's you know whatever and we have a kid so she stays has to stay with me now yeah but but it's almost a rom-com isn't it's beautiful we got two kids now (laughs) I know we we broke up then the pandemic happened we got back together had sex again for the first time in three years had another child so it's just like crazy she definitely does but I know I don't want to say she's not she's supportive of me I mean you know our family is great and our kids have a good life and all that because my career but but 
she, I would say like she wouldn't, like if she didn't know me and she saw my special, she'd be like, mm, yeah. he's not for me. I mean, it's so different from how we met. Lindsay was in the front row of my comedy show and I just said, get in the van. That's that, it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so my mum and dad were fans of his. So really? it was a Christmas present. I got tickets for them to go and see his show. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend had a friend that worked at the theatre and said, oh, you're going there tonight. I'll get her to reserve seats for you. Yeah. And then they put us on the front it's row basic. and that was that. So I just, she made it through to the what I call the wristband room. Yeah. <laughs> it was 10 other girls there. And over a period of three months, she made it through to judges' houses and the live finals. Wow. And the final audition was a, a double piston. There it is. Congratulations. Look at that. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. That's the end of part one of this discussion. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.